getting older sucks, but midlife doesn't have to. I'm your host, Caroline Fardig, here to bring a weekly hour of fun to the middle children of society, Gen Xers. Together, we'll navigate midlife like it's 1999. Welcome to the wrong side of 40. Welcome back to The Wrong Side of 40. I'm your host, Caroline Fardig, but for this episode, I'm going to be the guest. My friend Kayla Ye decided she wanted to get in on the podcast hosting action too and is interviewing me. My college buddy Carrie is back and this time she even invented her own segment and named it Stupid Hobbies. Plus, Carolyn Aspenson is here to talk 80s fashion, so break out your mom jeans and Forenza sweaters and kick it with us on The Wrong Side of 40. You didn't ask for it, but you got it anyway. Here's a new segment we like to call Stupid Hobbies. All right, and here with me is Carrie Olzak. Hi, Carrie. Hi. Carrie's one of my friends from college, met up on the first day of college, and she actually had an idea for a segment for me. So I have to thank her for the Stupid Hobby segment. Thank you, Carrie. No problem. <laughs> we are going to split the Stupid Hobby thing into fails and geeky. Fail, failed hobbies, geeky hobbies. So we're going to start with the failed hobbies. So the one you mentioned is etched rocks glasses. Can you tell us what an etched rocks glass even is? Sure. So I, it, it's just like a regular rocks glass, but I wanted to put my own design on it. And so you can buy etching cream and oh. then you, you can use a template or in this case, I was trying to use painter's tape as my own template. I cut my own template into painter's tape and put that on the glass. And then you put the etching cream on there and you let it sit and then it rinses okay. off and your design is etched into the glass forever. Oh, nice. Okay. So I've had a lot of, like, I've done quite a few really cute gifts for people and it's been successful, but in one, in one case, I was trying to do um, marble themed glasses. So one was supposed to be the Dr. Strange logo and the other was supposed to be, um, oh, oh, I can't think of the other one. So we'll just put the Dr. Strange right. one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my, like when you're using the painter's tape, it can be kind of difficult to do an intricate design and to cut it out because it's sticky. And I was using an exacto knife, but it, I guess it wasn't as intricate as it was supposed to be. So, and you can't tell until it's done. So you do this cream and then you you take the tape off and then your design is there. <laughs> it didn't look anything like the Dr. Strange logo. It looked oh, no. more like a, a basketball. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so we, we've been calling it intern strange. <laughs> <laughs> so we kept the glasses and we still drink out of them, but I couldn't gift them. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. So this, this cream, like, it sounds kind of scary. Like, do you get it on your fingers ever? Like, um, I wear gloves when okay. I was gonna say, does it etch the skin off your fingers? No, uh, yeah, they say don't let it come in contact with your skin, and it's okay. awful. <laughs> okay, so for everyone at home, do not <laughs> use etching cream unless you are completely prepared, gloves and all. Yes. All right, maybe a mask or something like that to keep away the fumes. All right, well, how about you also mentioned a ring holder? Okay, so yeah, I had this cute idea that it, it was kind of a Pinterest fail, I think. There was, I saw where, like, you could take a regular tiny dish, and then this person bought, like, at a dollar store, like, an animal, and put them, like, glued them in the middle, and then painted the whole thing white. So, okay. like, the little animal, the ring holder in the middle. Well, I had the idea I wanted to use a Lego figure in the middle of a dish, Sounds and I wanted, to, like, Harley Quinn. So, <laughs> 
I, I put her in, I, I had a perfect dish and I put her in the middle and I glued her in and that was great. And then when I tried to spray paint and I did it in my garage, this was meant to be a Christmas gift for somebody. And so the weather wasn't, it was kind of cold. It wasn't wet or like it wasn't raining or snowing in the garage, it was very cold. And I didn't realize that that cold would affect the spray paint. So when I spray oh. paint all over everything, it, the first layer was great, but then when I tried to do a second layer, everything kind of like seeped and it wouldn't, it wouldn't stay on. It had like cracks all over. Oh no. <laughs> it looked ridiculous and I couldn't gift that, but I showed it to a friend of mine and she said, you should have still given it away and said she was doing a superhero landing. <laughs> oh, nice. Now, did you keep it for yourself? I, I did keep it for myself. All right, so might we put a picture up on the on my website to show everybody your uh, fails? I could show both the Doctor Strange fail and the Harley Quinn awesome. All right, so do look for that in the show notes. So moving on to geeky, stupid hobbies. You said steakhouse dinner recreation, uh, re re recreation, recreations. I can read. <laughs> it's yeah. the same word. <laughs> so. Yeah, it is. So uh, now it's not just some random people trying to make a steakhouse dinner here. Carrie's husband no. is, a, is a great chef, right? He is. <laughs> so it's not just, you know, Joe Schmo. <laughs> I'll cook a steak and, and take pictures of it. No, T tell, tell us about some of your more interesting steakhouse dinner recreations. Well, it, it kind of started during the pandemic. There were restrictions. You couldn't go to a lot of restaurants. So sure. we were trying to recreate various restaurant meals at home so we could have the experience. And then we started talking about steakhouses that we had visited growing up and that like even pandemic or not, you can't go there anymore because they don't exist. And so we shared our ideas of places that we loved and he's been gradually recreating those. Like we did about a, a little two month stint um, last year where every week we did at least one of these steakhouse dinners and oh, like nice. there was like a specific marinade that was used on the steak and he did all the research to figure out what they used for the marinade and like their menus came out on like a meat cleaver or something it was like written on a meat cleaver we haven't gone so far as to buy the meat cleavers and try to like etch that in but <laughs> it's something we could do cool but are you talking yeah. cleaver so, in Evansville because I think that's what they do did did you ever go there when you were here? Um, I didn't go there. No. Okay. All right. Because they they do. I think that's where they have the the menu etched on the on the cleaver that they bring you. But they, they may not still do that. I mean, that seems like a bit of a safety hazard <laughs> these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We've we, we remembered these meals and we've taken bits and pieces and tried to recreate them here at home. Like you know, there's some steakhouses where they bring you a bucket of peanut bucket of peanuts and you throw the shells on the floor. We're not going to throw those on the floor here because. We hate cleaning, but yeah, <laughs> that would be the number one we, reason. <laughs> but we did put the bucket on the table and have like a paper out to like throw all the shells on the paper on the table. Nice. Well, that's great. And and as as I recall from your Instagram posts, you even go so far as like to buy the top shelf bourbon. And oh, have yeah. oh yeah. I'm so <laughs> jealous of these meals that I keep seeing, seeing on your Instagram feed. It's like now I'm going to come over to their house. I'm going to drive to Ohio. I'm going to come to their house for dinner. All right. So 
<laughs> so let's move on. And so, so not only, you know, do you have these great drinks to go with your steakhouse dinner, but you yes. have the cool barware that goes along with the drinks. So tell us about your favorite barware. Okay. So yeah, it all started one, one day I, when I was still going to the office, I came home from work and Jay had made a Mai Tai and he presented me with a Mai Tai and I was like, okay, I've never had like a real, like authentic one before. I've had, I remember they used to have like the Mai Tai flavored wine coolers when we were in college. (laughs) So I was leery, but it was really good. And it sent us down this road of um, tiki drinks are awesome. (laughs) I, I wound up buying him a book that Christmas. I think it's called Minimalist Tiki. And it has tiki recipes that are like, they're they're very good recipes, but it's supposed to be very basic. Like it, it's like only a certain number of ingredients in each drink. And so he's been trying the drinks from that book. And then, you know, with certain drinks comes specific glassware because you can't afford anything. So <laughs> been acquiring all these tiki mugs and glasses and you know we have a whole set of guardians of the galaxy tiki's and we've got a star wars <laughs> and so now it's like all this glassware and we didn't know what to do with it so we added a section to the bar in the basement that's just tiki themed that is awesome <laughs> and of course the edge rocks glasses will just not do for tiki drinks right <laughs> no <laughs> right all right, not having any rocks glasses. They have to be real tiki things. Okay, so I mean, yes. I don't think either one of those are geeky. You were the one that said these are geeky hobbies, but I, I think they're pretty cool. Um, oh, all right, thanks. now this one, it, I'm a little on the fence because cross stitch and embroidery, I'm going to say geeky, but you add, yeah. but with cursing. So that makes it kind of cool and edgy. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of what makes it... Um like cool I guess is the unexpected element of the cursing (laughs) like I I don't know I like I used to do like cross stitch as a kid growing up and then I kind of stopped doing it because it wasn't considered awesome anymore but (laughs) same (laughs) but now like if you add in like it's it's like you can have this cute little frilly flowery design and then (laughs) oops there's an f-bomb in the middle (laughs) (laughs) nice which I did. I just did one for my sister for her birthday. I did a tea towel and it says, uh, it, she loves coffee. So it says inhale coffee, exhale zero fucks. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I think I need that one for myself. <laughs> right. All right. So there are patterns for this then. The patterns exist on the internet. I've just kind of, I kind of created my own. I, oh, nice. I still have for like from when I was a kid that has all these different patterns like of flowers or designs and I've just kind of created my own like for the coffee one I made it look like the top of a cappuccino like the above it and then I just used my own I have different alphabets that I can use to write words and I yeah well that is awesome I don't think I could do it except for if somebody else did all the the cross-stitch thinking for me and I could just count spaces the patterns definitely exist there's a lot of them on Etsy so they're out there. <laughs> so to give this all a little bit of a, a wrong side of 40 slant. Yes. At, at your age of 46, which is my age. <laughs> <laughs> can you still see those little cross stitch squares so good anymore? I can, um, but there's certain lighting in the house that's not great for it. Like okay. I, have a, 
a study that has, we have Edison bulbs in there. Oh yeah. Can't see anything under an Edison bulb. They look so cool, but they're useless. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got to strain a little to see the squares in there. (laughs) All right. Well, good for you. And I feel like cheaters are in your future, but I hope not. (laughs) But I think you can't escape them for very much longer. (laughs) All right. Well, Carrie, thank you for sharing your stupid, funny, faily, geeky hobbies with us. We'll see you next time. No problem. All right, today in the studio, I am actually going to be in the hot seat. I've got my friend Kayla Ye here. Oh, hey. I thought I didn't know I was supposed to talk right then. So, yeah, I decided to reverse the tables on her today. Um, she's a little nervous over there, but uh, I don't know. I even know what I'm going to say, so you should be nervous. So, yeah, <laughs> this should be fun. So, as you guys know, she is an author. Can you go ahead and tell them some of your, your bestsellers and like your what you do? All right. Well, I've got 16 novels out right now, and I've got a new contract for three more, so I'm pretty excited about Woo-hoo. that. Yeah. And uh, I have a bestseller in Death Before Decaf in my Java Jive series from kind of a while back, but still still can say, put that behind my name. Um, what else was the question? <laughs> See, I just want to know, give everybody a background of like what you've done so far. Okay. So, Yeah. 16 novels so far I've been writing for about 10 years and uh I'm still chugging along okay so I prepared some questions um and I also got some questions from her husband that she doesn't know about that's <laughs> oh, no. gonna be hilarious but we're gonna save that a li- for a little bit later um but first just a couple like questions in general um at what point do you think someone should call themselves a writer that is kind of funny because I struggled with that at the beginning there was a uh, or there is a a group that I belong to called the Midwest Writers Guild in Evansville. And I really wanted to be a part of it because I was like, oh man, you know, I could really use some help kind of getting my first book out, you know, what, what I would, you know, like just any, any help I could get, you know, I would, I would love to have, you know, somebody that's done this before. Mm -hmm. But I, and I kept seeing the sign at Barnes and Noble every time I would go in, oh, they're, you know, they, they meet here, you know, whatever day of the week. And, uh, and I was like, oh man, I would just love to go that, go to that. But can I really call myself a writer because I don't have a book out? Right. So I struggled and struggled. And then, and then I finally released the book. I, I published it on Amazon and I was like, okay, I can go now. So I went and I was like, you know, and they were so nice and so, you know, welcoming and everything like that. And people are at such different stages of their writing career. Some people just come to like get advice on how to start writing even. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you know, they're not this elitist group at all. Like I was worried that they were, (laughs) (laughs) and they're, they're all so nice and, you know, absolutely welcome me with open arms. And I could have gone so much, so much before, but when I started, yes, I said, I'm not a writer until I have a book published. Not true. Okay. Well, what's the difference between being a writer and an author? Or is there a difference at all? Well, I mean, I'll use them interchangeably. But I mean, I think if I think you can be a writer and write only like, or write more articles or, you know, not, not a book, not a novel. That so I, I would yeah. say like, if you, if you're a journalist, you're a writer, but you're not necessarily an author. A- author, I think more has a connotation with like literal books. Um, but I mean, I think. Okay. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense. Um, have you ever had writer's block? 
Oh, all the time. And what do you do? How do you deal with that? Oh my gosh. Usually I just sit here and like stew about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, do you have to like go and do things to kind of like, like get your mind off of it and then come back and refocus or you just sit in here and like beat your head against the wall. Like, why can't I think of it? I do. I do all those things. Yes. Um, (laughs) You know, sometimes I go make myself a coffee. (laughs) I mean, you make good coffee, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) which takes like 10 minutes because I have to, you know, do all the, the, prima donna coffee things that i do um she also used to work at a she owned a coffee shop at one point co-owned yeah co-owned okay so i'm, I'm sitting here also drinking a uh delicious snickerdoodle latte, latte. latte. yes it with really art good. not very good art this morning and it's got like a little heart in it I, she was watching me so it's i couldn't so do cute. the good art <laughs> so she does a lot of things like i just recently found out all the stuff she does like she does more <laughs> than just she's more than an author like she does everything so i'm i'm actually i wanted to interview her because i'm like gosh like what else can you tell me about you? Like, what else have you done? Oh, well, I've worked at a funeral home. That was my favorite job. My favorite job ever. I worked at a funeral home. It was so fun. I mean, my favorite job was at a so, funeral home. Huh. It sounds so morbid. It does kind of sound a little morbid. But, but like, I love the people that I worked for and worked with. They were such nice people. And I know. What did you do life. there? Did you like do their like makeup the, and hair or something? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. no, no, no. You, you actually have to be like a, like a beautician, I think, to do like their hair and makeup or whatever. I think that's, oh, okay. that's like a whole thing. No, the makeup, I guess, is the, um, the mortician, but, um, <clears throat> uh, oh, actually I have a very funny story. <laughs> It's okay. We're going to get off topic for one second. We're going to go back, but we're going to go ahead and hear this funny story really quick. So I I was like kind of like general office help. I would like, um, I I would like sometimes help write out like the program for the, the, the um, funeral or whatever. I was, I was always the organist there. I was like their organist on staff, which I didn't happen very often because like lately people have been moving to just using like recorded music. Mm Mm-hmm. For a funeral, which is fine. I mean, I think it's a little bit more, or I don't know. Sometimes funeral music at a, or sorry, organ music at a funeral is a little, is a little sad. It you know, is it, sad. It can be. But a funeral's sad. But yeah, yeah. a funeral's sad. But you know, if, if somebody was not into that kind of music, you know, it, it would be silly to play it at their funeral. You know, like it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't go with like right. the, the tone or anything like that. But, um, but you know, I would do general office stuff and like then if there was a visitation, like, like they, they go pretty late at night, like maybe till eight or so. Mm-hmm. And I would be the one that just is like, they kind of played and kind of set the mood. Yeah. yeah. And just like if anybody needs anything or whatever. And then, you know, and then afterward, everybody like the rest of the staff would leave and I would be there with the dead body, <laughs> oh, like gosh. clean it up or whatever. Oh, and it, it didn't bother me at all. Cause like my, my thing is that like, if you're dead, you're dead. Your body. I used to work in the ER. I see, I've seen it, but oh, yeah, you've seen it. Happened. Had to carry. Yeah. Well, that's another story. But we'll go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I had I had a body one time that was leaking out her nose, and I had to call him and be like, "Hey, when you come in in the morning, you might want to you might want to come in a little early so you can kind of clean all that up." And and so that was that was interesting. I didn't realize that happened. Um, I didn't know that happened. um, But it does, and it's not it's not out of the ordinary. Just it happens. And then there was another one that these people were very angry about and they came to me which i mean like i said i had nothing to do with right like, with makeup actual, or any, yeah anything with the body i was just like hanging out <laughs> and they were like her lipstick is way too light i was like okay it looked fine it let looked, me report it that looked nice yeah and they were like 
practically yelling at me, which is fine. I mean, they were dealing with stuff and it was fine. And that was part of my job to like, you know, console people or whatever. And, and so I was like, you know, that I, they were like in life, she wore bright red lipstick all the time. And I was like, you know, they, they do it a little muted because Mm -hmm. of, you know, the skin tone once you die is very bluish. And so if you go bright red, it's going to be like garish. Yeah. Um, and I was like, they, they probably did that. I mean, I know you probably told them that, you know, you wanted it a little brighter, but they're like, oh no, it's gotta be bright. And I was like, I don't really think that's going to look very good. I think it's gonna, I think it's not going to be the way you want it to be. They're like, oh no. They're like, get different lipstick on her right now. And I'm like, so. Did you pull out your own lipstick? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no way. Yes. That's no the- way. <laughs> No way. The only lipstick that we had, oh, like in no. stock, right? Is light lipstick because you don't put bright red lipstick oh, on a corpse. Oh man! But so I'm. They're like. I would have like put it on her and then left it in the casket. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> so so I go in there and and they're like, "Do you have any lipstick?" Like it was guys. That, you know. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I think I ha-. and I don't wear like bright red lipstick, but I had probably like a hot pink of some sort. So I was like, "What?" here use this and so i ended up i guess, I guess they were like here why, why don't the family do it if you know you put the amount that you want on there yeah you know and if we need to touch it up we'll touch it up so <clears throat> the lady goes in and puts puts the lipstick on and she comes back and gives it back to me and i was like no thanks <laughs> oh no you keep that you keep that oh dang. <laughs> oh and the other one i have so many stories it's i so i actually my mother passed away and I actually did her makeup and you her did. hair. Oh my gosh. And I my grandmother. And I don't know how I did it, but I did it. And like, I'm, I, I don't know how you did that. I don't need, I even gave my grandma a haircut because she would have not liked her hair. Oh my goodness. No. Yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, I guess I did kind of restyle maybe the front little bit of my mom's, but like, because I knew I was lot. the one who cut her hair and did everything. So I felt like I, Oh, like, Oh, okay. You so I'm like, I had to do it. Like it was regular, just like, okay. it was hard, but yeah. it was like something that I felt like I had to do. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, I, this is kind of weird, morbid, too. I actually kept that hair. It's kind of weird, right? Oh, when I took all the stuff out of my grandmother's house after she passed, there was hair. There were teeth, like <laughs> false teeth. Like, she kept people's false teeth. Why even she oh keep Who gosh. else could possibly wear somebody else's false teeth? Like, it wouldn't even fit in your mouth, right? I don't know. Did you try? No, I did not try. I threw away. It was so gross. Okay, let's get back on topic. Okay. What? Have you ever? Oh, we have just one more. Just one more. One more. One more. One more. One more. So, it was a funeral of some people I kind of knew, but not really their family. Or no, I didn't really know the people that like the the main relatives, but I knew other family members of theirs. So, this the guy, the the son. I I guess I had a, an outfit on like his wife's, and my hair was kind of similar to his wife's, and I was walking. <laughs> kind of I guess I kind of passed him in the hallway so he reaches out and slaps me right across the ass oh and I'm like (laughs) and I look over and he's like (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) so the worst part is I just about spewed my coffee his kids see this they're like I don't know like eight or eight or ten little boys they are crap they're like dad just touch somebody else's and so they're running and telling their mom and their dad is just like head in his hands and your like, oh my face is gosh. probably red too or you're like <laughs> after the, like, Wait, the initial was your shock, husband I was there like, i was like huh was matt there oh no no, no. Uh, i was at work i was at work oh okay and he i don't 
think he would have cared. It, well, it would have been funny to see yeah, what he, he would have. He probably would have cracked up too. It would have been funny. So I, I walked over because the, the boys are just like cracking up. And so I walk over to my friends and I was like, um, he just <laughs> smashed me across the butt. And they're like, oh my gosh. So, oh, so now their yeah. kids are That's in, on, great. in on it. And the their cousins are the uh, the little kids are just like cracking up because the the one set of little kids kind of knew me, and uh, so anyway, finally the guy comes back over and he was like, "I am so sorry." <laughs> it's like it, I think his wife. Like, I made think him I probably yeah. Or something, but, I would have like walked down and been like I've never looked at them again. <laughs> I was like, "It's fine, it's fine, it's not a big deal." And it, I I was like I went over and stood next to his wife. I was like, "We're wearing practically the same outfit. I mean, it's fine. It's not." A big well, that's deal. funny. But, anyway. But yeah, funny stuff happens at funeral homes. Because it's kind of awkward already. Everybody's kind of feeling so awkward. awkward. And yeah, it is. But like, if you don't laugh, you have you to. You are gonna just sit there and cry the whole time. Yeah, and you won't be able to work there. I mean, it. It's it's like it's like gallows humor. I mean, almost. I mean, it's not to say that like. You know what's you funny know, is that guy not, will never forget that. Oh no! How long? Never. How many years ago was that? Oh man! Like, like you still remember it. And- you're oh, still yeah, talking vividly. about it like it's... This was probably 10 years ago. See, 10 years ago. Yeah. This, guy, this guy's like, yeah, stop somewhere else. And I got away with it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Ooh, all right. Sorry. Okay. So I want to know, going back to being an author, do you ever write about, like, is there anybody from your past that you put into your books, like, um, like inspired by somebody? Like... Oh yeah! Like, yeah, do yeah. I have potential to be in one of your books? Absolutely! Oh, okay, absolutely, cool, yeah, totally. Especially if you do something stupid. Okay. I always I use that kind of thing. Do something stupid on purpose. I always use that kind of thing. Like, like I use the 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 body leaking as like a <laughs> just like a plot, not a plot point really, but it was like kind of an aside in one of my books okay. because like the 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 actually the main character worked for a little bit in a funeral home okay. and that's kind of where I got the background that's cool of that character that was, it was like her side job or whatever and uh so I kind of took you know some of my experiences and put that in there but yeah I mean like I always pull pull stuff from from real life like my character in my Java Jive series has very debilitating stage fright and that was something that my daughter struggled with mm-hmm. when she was younger and she has since overcome it and now she's just like I, I can't I can't keep a lid on that ego, but <laughs> I always said that my life could be a book. Yeah, maybe you can write my book one day. There you go. I will do that. Um, Definitely. I've lost all my parents and grandparents by age thirty. Whoa. Yeah, that is a lot. It's pretty tragic. Yes. It might make a good book though. It could. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh scraping stuff, scraping to get by at one point. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think a lot of people kind of look up to me now because I kind of kept pushing forward, pushing mm-hmm. forward, oh, yeah. wouldn't give up. And now I'm, I'm pretty successful, And but it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. And I, at one point, I thought I would never see a silver lining. Mm-hmm. So I always said... Oh, that is a good story. If I had patience, I would write a book. Mm-hmm. But I don't have patience. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to have patience. I mean, it is such a long process. You know, it's just... I want to see it now. I just yeah. want to talk about my book. I don't want to write it. You don't want to... <laughs> That's what it, then it sounds like you are the perfect candidate for a ghostwriter. <laughs> What's that mean? So somebody else, you would tell your story, somebody else would write it, Ooh. and then it would be like Kayla's life by Kayla, Ooh, but Kayla's life by ghost, Caroline, ghostwritten mm. by you know whoever. Ghostwritten by uh, Ooh, you gonna be my ghostwriter? Sure. Okay, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> right. She doesn't really seem like she really wants to be my ghostwriter. She's like, I am a bestseller. Mm-mm. Yes, you are. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Um, let's see what else I got here. What do you need in your writing space to help what you I- keep focused? Oh, well, coffee. Yes. Okay. I mean, coffee. yes, it's always a must. I, yeah, I do. I, I did have candy, but like I had to have a stash because Matt, if there's candy in the house, it's his. If I buy He it, is such a kid. I know. Like her <laughs> husband, is. he is such a child. Like it's hilarious. He wants to fight and argue with everything and thinks everything is his. I brought him taffy today. Well, that's good. Maybe he'll eat that and not. I brought you some yeah. too, though. So just don't show him. Yeah. So, yeah. So he has gone through pretty much my entire candy stash that I thought I had had hidden in my desk, but no, he found it. Does he just have like a sense for it? Or? I guess. Or, I mean, well, I guess my family has seen that I've, you know, put it in a certain place. Oh, and, you they know, spied, so they on, spied you. on me. Got you. Well, let's go back to your very, very, very first book. Okay. Rumor has it, you wrote an entire book and your husband had no idea about I it the did. entire time. Can it's you tell us true. about that? So I guess, well, I get, I'm, I'm a night owl. So I like to like, after everybody else goes to bed, I like to sit and used to when I was in my thirties and I guess I didn't need as much sleep or I, who knows? I, I'm still in my thirties, but I need sleep. Early thirties. Okay. (laughs) I'll be 40 for a long time. October, but still. (laughs) So I would write from like nine to midnight because Matt goes to bed at like eight thirty nine. Oh my gosh, my husband does too. Oh yeah, yeah. 8.39. I'm like, I am still awake. Oh no, I know. But he wants me to go in bed too, and I'm like, so I just let there and watch him fall asleep, and then yes, I just lay in exactly. there and toss him and turn. I would yes, lay in there and yes. My eyes open. For and then hours. I think that's my best thoughts though, and I always think I should write them down, but you should. I should. That's that's maybe like I can write the, my book like that. There you go. <laughs> well, that's when I wrote my first book from like nine to midnight, and then I mean he we. Also, that that was kind of a time that he had this like crazy busy work schedule. I mean, they were like, I mean, it, sometimes they have these big projects mm-hmm. that just like eat up your entire life, and that was that was one of those times. And like he was, you know, doing that, and you know, and then the, you know, my kids were at school or whatever, and mm-hmm. he was working, you know, and I that was I guess I was, I guess I was a stay at home mom after Lizzie was born and like when she went back to school, I kind of started dabbling in the writing and then I, and I worked at the funeral home kind of part-time or whatever. So I kind of had, I kind of had time on my hands without kids around mm-hmm. and without Matt around. So I, I did it. And the reason why I didn't tell him was because I am the queen of half finished craft projects. Oh, right. Me. I mean, you should, you should see. I am that way. Okay. I have so many just half finished, partially finished, almost done, but I just can't get that last little bit done. Um, and I figured, you know what? This is going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. It is going to be gonna tell partially him. done. And I'm going to be, you know, one more person who tried to write a book and could not get it done. Uh-oh. So I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. So I'm not going to tell anybody. I told nobody. Nobody knew. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Let's see what else. I got a couple <clears throat> other questions for right. you. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. How do you deal with one negative Amazon review after getting tons of good ones? <laughs> I quit reading them. <laughs> okay. No, for real. I do you like, like a, I would. Do you ever go back and look like past it or do you just completely never look at it again? I, okay. So at first I would read them and just like anguish over them and be like, I didn't How dare do they? that. How dare they? How say dare they? That? You know, and then like, then 
I would I would more later on later on after I've I'd had enough reviews that I'd read enough. You're like, okay, it was good. There's critics out there. That's what they do. Or, you know. Everyone's going to have a critic. If you're good, you're going to have a critic. Exactly. Well, and either way, you're going to have a critic. Yeah, no matter what. Um, So, you know, I would listen more to, like, my editors and my beta readers and and things like that. Like, people I trusted. Yeah. Um, They're, you know. That knew what they were talking about rather than just like somebody that had had a bad day and went out and yeah, wrote. Yeah, or someone's like, I wish I could write like that. I'm just going to give them a negative review. Yeah, or whatever. Or, <laughs> I wish I would have thought of that first. You know, and, and now I kind of read them like, and, and I do read them again now most of the time. And I kind of take it with a grain of salt, like, you know, like, oh, well, I mean, they make a good point, but like, they didn't have to make it like that. Right. You know, or whatever. Like, like I get that. Be nice about it. Like, if you don't like it, just be like, hey, I wish it would have done this, but I still loved it. Yeah. Don't be so rude, people. People don't be, be so rude out there. Come on. Uh, do you like deadlines? Oh, my goodness, no. Deadlines kind of cramp my style. But they kind of keep me on track, too. It's 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 a double-edged sword. Like, if I don't have a deadline, then I will just, like, you know, put it off, put it off, put mm, it off. I'm the same. And then never get it done. I hate deadlines, but I have to have them. Yeah, you kind of got to have them. And, like, my worst deadline ever was we were opening the second location of our coffee house Mm -hmm. and right. It was, it was the week. It was the week we were opening. I get my book back from random house and they're like, okay, well you have two weeks to look at these revisions and, and get them fixed and get the book back. And I was like, Oh no, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. Two weeks. I am opening a coffee house. I'm going to be there 24 seven. Oh man. And no. And they're like, well, okay, we can give you three weeks. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Did you get it done? I got it done. Okay, see? They, luckily, the revisions weren't too much. It was just like really tiny things, and I could be like, okay, whatever. Fine. What's the worst review that you've received? Worst review? Oh, I mean, I, I don't know that I have a worst one. You know, like... Anything negative kind of hurts, right? Like, it's like a stab. Yeah, I mean, well, and and I will say this, like... Because you're putting your heart into these books. Like, yes. you're, like, literally spending hours on these books. Yes. So... For me, at this point, like, reviews don't bother me because, like, that's one in however many. And, you know, fine. You had a bad day. You wrote a bad review. Or you just didn't like the book. I mean, there are books that I don't like. I don't go out and bad review them. Yeah. But, like, there are some that I read a little bit. And I'm like, man, I'm not reading this. I'm not, I'm yeah. not giving my time to this. Just, so, and just, you know, and then I go on about my life and I don't I don't worry about it. I don't it. go on there and be like, hey, because it's you not, suck. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not for somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. And yes. I'm, I mean, I'm... And I'm very picky about what I read. Like, I I don't like every genre. I mean, I don't. I, I don't find yeah. it interesting. And when I don't find it interesting, I'm not going to give my time to it. But what what hurts is the the actual rejection from, like, you know, if I send a book to my agent, he's just like, I don't really think it's something I can sell. Mm-hmm. That is just, that's the soul crushing one. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> or, you know, yeah. you send it. Um, Especially if you're feeling really good about it, like, oh, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have one that will probably never see the light of day. And according to Matt, like, it's his favorite out of everything I've ever written. He absolutely loved it. Does he read all of your books? Not all of them. But, like, if I need a proofreader, he is the man. Oh, that's I, he awesome. He's, like, captain proofreader. He's really good at it. And he, like, proofreads stuff for work that doesn't even have to do with his job. Like, if they have some kind of manual or, you know instructions that's funny because the other day he was texting me about pickleball and it came out as KitchenAid no texting is a different (laughs) texting is totally different I I remember him saying something about KitchenAid pickleball (laughs) I don't know why 
autocorrect. Um, so speaking of Matt, have you ever yelled at him for coming downstairs while you're riding? <laughs> you got that question right. <laughs> <laughs> I have wanted for 10 years to put doors on my office because my office is really our old living room. So it wasn't, it was kind of like a, you know, meant to be kind of like an open space where you could walk through the living room to the hallway and like, it was just kind of an open trying to make the house more of an open concept or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's got two openings and one is at the foot of the stairs. When he comes downstairs, <laughs> every time he's like, Hey, how's it going? And sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> I am right in the middle of something. You know, I don't come up and bother you. What about your dogs? Oh, my babies. But they're so annoying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want two doors that can block everybody out for just You need a like a while. soundproof studio. I have a soundproof studio. So, I, don't, I don't want to write down here though. I don't want to write in the in the So this is completely studio. soundproof. It's not. It's oh. definitely not. I mean it, it's this it's concrete on three walls. Okay. But um above like if I run the like directly above us is the washer and dryer. If yeah. I run one of those, you will hear it on the podcast. So I have to like plan, not that I ever do laundry in this house, but like, <laughs> like me. I, I have to plan not to do laundry if I'm going to come down here and record. But, yeah. Okay. So let's get back to your books. Okay. So readers get attached to your characters and they get mad if you have a character do a certain thing. Oh my gosh. Yes. How do you deal with that? Well, you know, like... You it's just, my book. So, <laughs> do you ever wish you would have changed a story after you've published it? Do you ever wish you'd have been like, have you ever had an afterthought? Like, dang it, I wish I would have had this character end up this way. Well, I mean, yes and no, because like my and I go back to my Java Drive series. I guess it's my baby, um, but like I, like me myself, like I was in love with one of the male leads, right? <laughs> He was, he was the guy I, I mean, and they were just like oil and water. The two, they don't, they never got along, but when they did get along, it was like fireworks, right? Gotcha. So, and he, that character was very arrogant. And like, I got a lot of, like in a lot of reviews, it's like, I don't like him. I like the other guy. Well, the other guy was a beta, beta male. Yeah. Just like, you know, the boy next door, whatever. Everybody loved him. Everybody loves him. So, or, well, he was a little man childish. So, you know. Matt. Yes, a little bit like he would have been. He would be mad if I said that this character was like him. Anyway, um, well, I hope you he, listen to this, Matt, because I just said that was you. <laughs> but um, you know, I the whole series, you know, like she obviously is supposed to end up with this one that had been her best friend for you know her entire life or whatever, and you know, but for me, like if it was, if I were not writing the story to please the general readership. I probably would have had her go with the, the alpha male. Cause the it, bad he, boy, bad boy. He the was a bad boy. Yep. Yeah. He wasn't really, I mean, he wasn't really a bad boy. He just was very egotistical and yeah. wanted to fight, but yeah. Who's the biggest supporter of your writing? My mother-in-law. Aww, She's so sweet. That's awesome. Do you have any other writers in the family? Um, I, my son, I mean, he's a journalism major. So, oh, yeah. following his mom's footsteps. So yeah, yeah, that's I don't know. cool. I don't know if he wants to be like a, and you know, like author versus writer. You know, like mm-hmm. novels versus you know more articles like or articles something like stuff. that. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah, he's he's good at it. Um, does your whole family like? Do they read your books? Um, 
No, I mean, like, when... Have your okay, kids read your books? When... Because, I mean, they're made mainly, like, PG-13, right? Mm-hmm. So when I first started writing, you know, my kids wanted to read them, but they were so little. I was like, eh, no, you know, I don't... I mean, they could have read them. I mean, it, right. like, physically, they could have, you know, read them. But, like, I was like, no, it's it's too much of adult matter, you know, right now. And I remember in when Lizzie was in first grade, I got this... I, I was friends with her teacher. I got this... Um, picture over Facebook from her teacher and she had drawn out the cover of my first book like just you know during her downtime in class or whatever and she put I think you have a little fan oh it was so cute I just loved it and I framed it I framed it and I put it next to my um the like the poster for my first book signing because it had that it had that book cover on it and I framed it the exact same way and matted it and um I need to put it back up in my office after I painted years ago. Um, I'm we're terrible about putting up <laughs> pictures. <laughs> Me too. But uh, anyway, oh gosh, where was I going with that? Oh no. Oh gosh. What was the question? I went off on such a tangent. I'm sorry. Here we go. Let's just ask another question. <laughs> okay. I had a really good like follow up for that. Oh, that they wanted. Oh, to okay. Read it. Good. That was it. That was it. That was it. Okay. So. Then, now that they're old enough to read it, yeah. they they don't want to. I'm like, come on. Because, like, last year, Lizzie was so into reading um, all the time in her downtime in her classes. And she how old read, is she? Read, read, read. She's a freshman. She's, she's a freshman. 15. Okay. Um, so, anyway, I was like, and, and she liked kind of those dark psychological teen books. That's how my daughter is, you know? yes. And I was like, oh, you know, this, this my my kind of newest series, the it's kind of dark and twisty. I was like, I think you'd like it. I mean, it's all adult characters. It's not mm-hmm. teen or anything like that. But I was like, I think you should read that. I think you would actually like it. And so I got her a book. You know, I sent it to school with her. And she's just like. Did you autograph it? No. Oh, that's why. I don't think I did. Anyway, but I was like, <laughs> why aren't you reading my book? She's like, I just don't want to. I don't like Aww. mysteries. I'm like, are you serious? Are you sure I like my mysteries. <laughs> give it to you then. I'll take it away from her and give it to you. <laughs> as long as you sign it. I will sign it. I'll read it. Um, I like mysteries. I like mm-hmm. I like psychological like stuff that makes me like I like when someone can fool me. Yeah. I like when I'm going one direction and then I get a twist and I'm just like, What? I did not see that coming. Like good. Yes, I like the twist. I love twists. Those are my favorite. Um what else can I ask this lady? Um <laughs> How long does it take you to write a book? Uh, it depends on what kind of book. Like the ones that um that I have this contract for coming up, they're at six month intervals, which is just about perfect for that book because it is very heavy forensic. And I actually took a class at Ivy Tech. Oh, wow. Or two forensics classes. And it was taught by one of the, like the, the uh, firearms inspector that works at the state lab there in Evansville. Huh. And she would take us, you know, on a lab. We met all of her coworkers, you know, all the people that do like the fingerprinting. And we saw like where they do it. They have these huge monitors up or whatever. And we went in the drug lab and it's crazy. I mean, it's so cool. It's just this really small building. You would not, you would not right. suspect that it's this huge lab or whatever. Um, but yeah, so cool. But, uh, but anyway, on those, I have to like, research, 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 and then write. Um, cause I really want to get it right. I hate when like, you know, there's bad, bad research, like, like on TV shows, when they show you a gun in a Ziploc bag, absolutely not. That never, ever, ever happens. You put something in a Ziploc bag, 
it's inevitably going to have moisture in it. It will mold. You put it, it in a paper rust. bag, right? You put it in a paper bag. Yeah. I used to work in the ER and we had to put evidence huh. in paper bags. Exactly. Yep. See? And yep. I mean, on TV, it doesn't, you want to see, they're like, ooh, here's the gun. Well, it's because they're showing it to it's you. It's because you're showing it's, it. Hollywood's I, fake, guys. Yeah, I've been oh, there. Uh, Everything's fake. Shocker. Hollywood <laughs> is fake. <laughs> Wrestling is real. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, if I'm writing like a fluffy little, you know, like a cozy or whatever, um, it three months, maybe I can get it done if I don't have to do a whole lot of research. But That's amazing. Are, yeah. So I'm actually trying to write this book. Um, it's called, but I, it's not like a book like you. It's like, it's called, it's like a biography okay. and it kind of guides you. And basically it just asks me questions and then I write a chapter about the answer. Oh, neat. that's my goal this year is trying to finish that book. Oh, cool. But, uh, well, I didn't know that. Well, I'm probably, I didn't want to tell anybody. It on me in the middle. <laughs> I didn't want to tell anybody cause I might not finish it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's on the podcast and hundreds but, of thousands of people are oh, going to hear this. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give it to my family. My, my goal is to have it, to give it to my kids for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Because it's going to be kind of like a biography and how I got to where I'm at and like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So nice. you're motivating me right now. Like okay. you're making Do me want to go write my book. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that is all the questions I can think of. Do you have anything else you want to elaborate on? Not really. <laughs> um, I don't have any more funeral we'll home see. stories. Besides Hold on, that, your oh, husband is. Did did you cover how lucky she is to have such a kind, caring husband? Oh my goodness! Did, well, I, actually, did I elaborate yes. on that? Actually, yes, I should elaborate on that because he he. I mean, I say you know his mom is super supportive or whatever, but like he is super supportive because he's the one that was like, you know, you have this book, you need to do something with it, and Aww. he pushed me to go find an agent, and then you know he pushed me to, you know, publish it for the first time or whatever. And he, you know, he was the one that, that had the Amazon idea. Cause he, I guess was buying stuff on Amazon. It was really early, early days of like Kindle Amazon self-publishing or whatever. And somebody, some author had written this like article and they had put it on the front page of Amazon. They had like, you know, saved all the space for, from the front page, which is shocking because, you know, they have to like cram awesome. a bunch of products on yeah. that nowadays. But it was like, it was like her experience of, you know, how easy it was to self-publish, how, you know, she sold a bunch of copies and like, it was just really great and it was a great experience or whatever. And he's like, why don't you do that? That, it sounds easy. And really it is. It's honestly so easy um, to self-publish your own book. So when you get done, you'll have to self-publish it on Amazon and, you know, you can get actual physical copies of it made. Okay. But I don't know who'd want to read that. I need a ghost. I need a ghostwriter. Honestly, it doesn't matter if it's... (laughs) If it's on Amazon, you can get copies for yourself. I mean, and I hate to say, oh, okay. I hate to well, say stuff cool. like that, like just put it up there for, for no good reason. But like, if you want copies that you can like send to somebody yeah. or, you know, give out or, or whatever, that's a perfect way to do it. All right. It? Here's our speed round. Okay. You're going to start with your very first job you've ever had. And just don't tell us what you did is name your jobs. Boom, 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 boom. Go. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, church organist. That was high school. Also college. Um, then I was a teacher's aide and substitute teacher. Oh my. (laughs) Then I was an actual music teacher. I was a, let's see, I worked at a, I was a, just like general music at a Catholic school. Okay. And then I was a, um, I was the choir director of Boonville and Boonville middle school. Okay. And then, oh, and I worked half time at a state farm office because that it was like a, a half day job. So to you know, make the rest of my salary. I worked the other half of the day at an mm-hmm. insurance agency. 
And then I decided I didn't really like other people's kids. I, I'm explaining too much. I'm not lightninging. But anyway, so I made the move to being an insurance agent. And then I went to a different place to be an insurance agent. Um, and then, and that was in a bank. And then I went to, once I was at the bank, I could move around in there. Uh-huh. And then I worked in the trust department of the bank, which was really fun. Um, and then, then I had William. So then I went actually back to State Farm where I was before so I could work more part-time closer to home. Did you work with Jake? No. From State Farm? Oh, Jake from State Farm. No, I did not work for Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Jake. <laughs> um, okay, so there was that. And then then I stayed home with Lizzie. And then I did the funeral home. After that, I was a full-time author. Which, awesome. I mean, thank you to Matt. Woo-hoo. He was like, Way to go, Matt. Like, why don't you be a full-time author? And so I did that. And then I got the bug that I really needed to open a coffee house of my own. And I ended up partnering with some people that already had an existing coffee house. And then we opened a second location. So I did that. And then now, and then I decided that that was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> she makes really good coffee though. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I, it was such a great experience, but it was just like, it's a 24 seven, 365. I mean, they were in there on holidays and stuff like that. And I like, I, I'm too old. Yeah. <laughs> they were younger than me. So, <laughs> but, um, so anyway, she's I, on the wrong side of 40. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I will be late, 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 late. Yeah. 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 You, okay. you said, you've mentioned. Okay. Um, sure. So, and to, you know, are you going to have me here on my 40th birthday? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so then I can make fun of you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so then I, I just, I wanted to do writing and the coffee thing at the same time. And I thought, oh, I could, wouldn't it be great to have your own coffee house that you could go right in? That was, that's a cool thought. It, it's a cool thought. But when you're sitting there and you're the boss. And you're and trying to write, that's writer's block right there. You well, can't even, you can't even like concentrate. It, it, no, because like every five minutes, somebody's coming over to you and, can you help and me? saying something. What or, do I do? Or you have customers in there that you know, and they're like, hey, how's it going? What are you doing? It was a good idea. I get, I get where you're, you were going with it. It was a cool idea, but in practice does not work. Yeah. Um, so, and then I, I just really like, I had this pull to come back to writing. And so now I'm writing and podcasting. Woo! (laughs) And I just invite myself over just to talk all the time because it's fun. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, your host, Caroline Fardick, who is an amazing author, Aww. check out her books. Um, she's done it all. She's been she's been insurance. She's been a teacher. She's in the music and she writes and she worked at a funeral home. She's seen some stuff. I've seen some stuff. Yeah. I, I think I just like have a very short attention span is the problem. Well, that's why I can't write a book. I like literally start writing like a sentence and then I get distracted and nope. I don't finish it. And that happens too. Yep. All the time to me. So I also have two daughters and three dogs. So well, we are, we have a similar yeah, life. Similar, like yes. it's very three weird. Dogs, one son, one daughter, but yes. Yeah. Very similar. <laughs> so, all right. Well, Thank thanks you. for letting me interview you. Thank you for interviewing me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, take right. it out. All right. See you guys on the wrong side of 40. <laughs> We're still preoccupied with 1985. It's like nostalgia, 80s version. Gag me with a spoon. All right.
right, we have Nostalgia 80s version again today. And today my guest is Carolyn Aspenson, one of my author friends, and we are gonna talk about 80s clothing. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. All right, so 80s clothing, did you love it or hate it? I loved it back in the 80s. I wasn't the, I wasn't neon. Um, I didn't oh. wear the neons, but I wore a lot of the brighter colors and, you know, the, the Forenza um, sweaters that hung the shoulder, oh, yeah. um, the high-waisted jeans that were ridiculously tight, um, <laughs> you know, and the, the, the white go-go boots <laughs> with the socks and leg warmers, the big hoop earrings. I had it all. Um, doesn't look as good today on me as it did then though. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So have you bought the, the mom gene is coming back. Are you yes. happy with that coming back or would you rather have the more low rise? Okay. So the, I'm conflicted on that because when the low rise came out, I'm short waisted. So when I sit down, I show things to people that don't need to be seen <laughs> on the low, with the low rise, but they also make my torso look longer, which I need because I just have this little, I'm five foot two. I have a little space, you know? So, so when the mom jeans came out again, I was excited because I knew that I wouldn't be showing, you know, as my um, husband calls it the coin slot, but um <laughs> But I also didn't want my jeans up to my boobs, which is what happens with the mom yes. jeans. So there's a, there's a, there's a fine line between a good, a good fitting pair of jeans when it comes to that, but I'm sticking to the mom's jeans, even though it was an adjustment only because it hides things that I didn't have when I wore them before. I don't belt anything anymore. Uh, I am long past the stage of belting. Um, and belting I barely. Yeah. And I don't tuck anything in because nobody needs to see the stuff that, you know, bunches up there for me at this point. But, um, but yeah, the, the mom jeans, you know, my, my daughter wore the low riders all the time. And she said to me in eighth grade, she's 30 now, God, she said, I will never wear high-waisted pants again. And I said, yes, you will. Cause they're going to come out again. Everything comes back. No, I won't mom. So about a month ago, I called her and I said, how many pairs of high-waisted jeans do you have? And she's like, oh my God, like 12. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She was like, all the mom jeans. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's funny to see everything come back. Uh, it's just when you're, you know, you hit adulthood and you just look at that stuff and go, that's just not going to, it doesn't, it doesn't wear as, as well as it did back then. I put a, I put a banana clip in my hair, which if you go on my Facebook page, you know, I love banana clips and it just did not look like it did when I had my eighties perm and you know sure. my big old bangs. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. You kind of need the perm with the, with the banana clip. I have not, yeah, you I do. Guess otherwise I, it just, yeah, I guess I did kind of get a version of a banana clip, but it, it was the one that kind of is like rounder and not yes. so like long and skinny banana clippy and it did yeah, I don't think it was really strong enough my hair is pretty thick and it it's not always strong enough to hold my hair so I, I think yours is too probably yeah I that's why it was great with the perm because I could have my hair wet and and do the clip in you know mm -hmm. and and it was fine but if I do that now it's great for pulling my skin back but it, <laughs> it, just, it, just, it gets rid of my jowls but it doesn't it just doesn't look as good as it did I'm all for it for a younger person someone under 40 who you know has big hair and wants to show it off go for the clip go sure. for the clip sure all right so do you still have some of your 80s clothes that you could trot back out yes oh nice what do you have <laughs> 
Um, I have a couple Forenza sweaters. I have a pink one. I have a picture of that somewhere too. They were my, they just were my go-to sweater. I would wear my Forenza sweater that came off my shoulder with a, you know, a, um, a tank top is what I called it back then on. And then my Chino pants. Nice. <laughs> my I was styling. I don't have any of that stuff, but I did keep the sweaters because they were, you know, they were big enough that I could still wear them. I could wear them now, but you would look at it and say, yeah, that's an 80s sweater. That's not an updated version of the 80s sweater. So, so you would say you're an updated version of this stuff rather yes. than go for the vintage. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I vintage and I, it doesn't work for me, but I wish it did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Well, we had a lot of fun with the 80s nostalgia for our clothing, at least. So mm -hmm. I want to say thanks to Carolyn Aspenson for being here with me today. Thank you so much. I had a good time. All right. Me too. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you love the show, please show us some love. Follow, subscribe, rate, and review Wrong Side of 40 wherever you get your podcasts. Next week's guests will be Annie and Matt Fitzpatrick, owners of Blue Stocking Social, voted the 2021 Best Bookstore in Evansville. Jennifer Vincent is back with some professional photography tips for us amateurs. Come back next week to hang out with me on the Wrong Side of 40. To get more information on the topics we discussed today, including product links and discount codes, visit carolinefardig.com slash wrongside of 40. That's carolinefardig.com slash wrongside of 40. For behind the scenes photos and videos, follow at wrongside of 40 on Instagram. Thanks for listening, you awesome Gen Xers. Yeah.